This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Judicial Watch is a group that's been around for a while, and these are the guys that... um, they go after and, and try to, you know, um, keep the government honest and, and, and give us some transparency. Um, earlier this week, there was a story about the FBI going to the Justice Department and saying, you got to open up a case on the Clinton Foundation. And the Justice Department, I don't know if they were still unpacking the bags of cash in the airplane where, you know, they met with Bill Clinton. I don't, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but they said, no, there's nothing to see there. Um, this week, Judicial Watch released nearly 300 pages of State Department records that apparently contradict statements that Hillary Clinton has made in the past. We have Tom Fitton with us. He's the president of Judicial Watch. We wanted to get him on because these guys do amazing work. Tom, welcome to the program. Hey, good to be with you, sir. Thanks for having me. So tell me what. Tell me in the 300 pages, what did you guys find that America should be talking about today? Well, Mrs. Clinton's aide, Yuma Abedin, who's deputy chief of staff uh, at the State Department, had an email account on that Clinton email system, right? Mm-hmm. And she was using that to work with the Clinton Foundation to take care of folks. And the Clinton Foundation's executive, these emails show, Doug Band, B-A-N-D, contacted Cheryl Mills, her chief of staff, Clinton's chief of staff in Aberdeen, for to set up a meeting on Middle, Middle Eastern Lebanese uh, policy for Mr. Shigori, a Nigerian Lebanese businessman, not an American. He's a billionaire. Uh, guess who, where he donated some of his money? The Clinton Foundation, between $1 and $5 million. So even the big media looked at that and said, whoa, here. This is obviously a conflict. Mrs. Clinton promised as a condition of employment at the Secretary of State that she'd stay out of the Clinton Foundation business, and yet uh, almost instantaneously her top people are figuring out ways how to take care of a donor. Tom, are you surprised? Give me a hint on um, if this would have been done in the 90s, what size scandal would this have been? Well, it was done in the 90s. It was done by the Clinton administration and the Clinton White House, where they were taking care of uh, Chinese communist-backed donors, <laughs> giving them access so it does, to the it, White so House. It's, it, so it's really never mattered with the Clintons, has it? A par for the course. Uh, okay. Tiger didn't change its stripes. She came in and monetized public office for private gain, not only for the foundation, but recall Bill Clinton was getting speaking fees while her, uh, his wife was Secretary of State, uh, from every uh, foreign government you can imagine and major corporations here in the United States, and it was all going to their personal bottom line, now even to the foundation, well over uh, $45 million worth. Well, anybody who leaves the White House, in their own words, flat broke, and then, you know, 16 <laughs> years later, they're worth over $100 million. I mean, what the hell do they do for that? you got to earn a living. Yeah, you do after. Tell me the connection between Morgan Stanley and the Clinton Foundation. 
Well, another big uh, supporter of the Clinton Foundation and the chairman of Morgan Stanley uh, was wanted to talk shop, uh, shop with Mrs. Clinton on China policy, and of course she opened the door up to that. And I think, in fact, they actually did have a meeting, uh, but they were in regular communication. But is there any is there any smoking gun that shows that you pay money to the Clinton Foundation? And then you get a payoff other than a meeting with her, which is bad enough. But is there anything that is showing that you got anything? Well, the closest thing to that is circumstantial, which is the uh, Russian takeover of the uranium market here in the United States after giving yeah. tons of money to the Clinton Foundation uh, in a secret and dishonest way. Uh, as a result, uh, it looked like that Mrs. Clinton was on a uh, – her vote was for – to allow, essentially, the takeover on the special government committee that was supposed to protect the national security from things like that. Uh, that was on the front page of the New York Times, so what do I know? Um, when you, when you um, look at all of this, we have one of the biggest liars in the history of America – being embraced by uh, her whole party, um, being rewarded with the presidency. We have Putin going after her. Um, and I don't think it's about her. I think it's about a disruption of our system. Sure. Um, yeah. And he is releasing documents through WikiLeaks. Well, first of all, do you believe that this is the Russians releasing things and using WikiLeaks leaks as one of their arms? Uh, certainly, you have all the hallmarks of Russian okay. activity in uh, the targeting and the uh, timing of these document releases, okay. that's for sure. So, uh, I mean, nobody seems to care about what Russia is leaking, which is stunning what Russia is leaking through WikiLeaks. Do you think they have more on her that they could blackmail? Is Do you have any sense of um, WikiLeaks or the Russians? Are Are, are they... Are they the type that would just play it all? Do we expect an October surprise? Um, uh, you know, uh, or, or are they sitting back going, geez, I mean, the Americans don't give a flying crap. I mean, at least people in Russia care a little bit when they when they uh, do their their crimes over in Russia. You know, I'm not so much concerned, and I don't think we should focus so much about what the Russians may or may not have or WikiLeaks may or may not have. You know, this process was a legal one that we went after. We sued for documents, and the law required they turn them over to us. And they're going to give us other batches. The FBI went and recovered some of the deleted emails, several thousand emails by all accounts. We'll be getting those emails. So we know there's going to be new material from the legal United States process. Uh, and it's, you can see what the results are and the consequences are in the well, news this week. But what I'm at, but what I, I think what I'm trying to get to is, um, you know, if if you release them or if Russia releases them, you know, you would think that a foreign government could hack in and get things, and then they would have it over her head. But I think we've created even a, a, even a worse monster here that both candidates have learned it doesn't matter what they do or what they say. You can release anything. So if, if, if you have something that you're pulling out or the Russians are pulling out right. and trying to use for blackmail, it doesn't matter. And when that doesn't matter, who do these people with this much power really become?
Well, I, I think that that is the crisis we face here in Washington, where the rule of law can't doesn't work as well as it should have. It should against uh, with politicians like uh, Mrs. Clinton, where you've got this in-your-face violation of the law. You have the FBI director say, oh, well, she violated the law and the classified um, handling classified information, but we shouldn't enforce it because it wouldn't be fair. Uh, that That's just third-world approach to law enforcement. And uh, you're right. Uh, there's got to be accountability. It's not working the way it should, but... Uh, you know, all we can do is what we can do. And, right. you know, my guess is if you ask Mrs. Clinton if she thinks she's been held accountable on the email scandal, uh, she probably feels like, uh, you know, she's been battered by it. And right. uh, so there is accountability. It's not perfect, but uh, it's far better than what we're able to get in other countries because uh, I tell you, Glenn, this is a precious, precious right we have to be able to get this information and be on equal footing with the administration, mm. the most powerful country in the world, and, you know, an incoming. Uh, the potential next president of the United States, because there's no other country in the world that allows this type of right to access for government information in, in such a powerful way. It's just, well, Tom, oh, I may, God, we're I, in America. That's all I can I, say. I may, I may have to call you off the air because I may need your help on a few things because the um, we have some issues that that we're dealing with with the government and uh, not releasing things that we know they have. Um, and so we can talk about that some other time. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, sure. The, uh, the DOJ um, refused the FBI's request to investigate the foundation. How unusual is that, and how corrupt is the DOJ? <laughs> wow. Uh, it's like the Johnny, Car- uh, Johnny Carson line. I don't know. How corrupt is the DOJ? It's just, uh, it's unfathomable what they're able to do. And what's really outrageous, if this report is true, that they turned aside the request for a criminal investigation, the same Department of Justice, their public integrity section, well, you love that name, they were working with Lois Lerner's IRS to concoct prosecutions of the very groups that the IRS under Obama right. was suppressing. And yet they've got all of this material suggesting pay-for-play, extortion, bribery, violations of ethics agreements, violations of ethics laws, and they don't even want to begin looking. That that really tells you that there's something wrong there. And we should expect and demand that any any new Justice Department, whether Democrat or Republican, uh, look at this issue. Have, they, Tom, issue. Have, have the people in the Justice Department uh, and the FBI, have they just given up? Or are they, or are they thinking, you know, it's going to change? Or are they waiting for the right time? What, what's happening? Because there's a ton of really good people in justice and the FBI. Are they afraid to come out and say? Because if you got ten of them to walk out and say, "This is ridiculous," what's going on? It could make an impact. Or am I wrong? Uh, you're right, uh, but uh, the consequences of doing that are something that are uh, some folks don't want to have to put up with. Uh, I tell you, whistleblowers who uh, speak up and speak out, uh, they face a choice. Either talk uh, talk out of school and try to do the right thing um, uh, or just keep on working because your career is over. I know. Even with help, Maybe your career is often over. I know. Um, one more thing. Julian Assange. Do you? He insinuated this week that he had an operative inside the DNC, Seth Rich, who was murdered. Do you think that's hogwash? I have one one guy on my staff that says who's done a lot of stuff on the Russians, and Julian Assange says 
he's a Russian operative, and this smells like Russian garbage. Um, others say they believe him. Where, where do you stand on that? Have you done anything with Julian Assange? I, you know, I, I think that's curious. Uh, uh, you know, I, I live here in Washington, D.C., so senseless murders are par for the course. So usually the simplest explanation is the most likely one. Uh, but I can imagine the Russians glorying in disinformation or the suggestion that there was uh, some sort of untoward aspect, a political aspect to the murder in Washington. Uh, so it's hard to read. But this is a problem a mess Mrs. Clinton has made because she made her email susceptible to hacking. The FBI assumed it's been done. And so now uh, she and our political system is a plaything. Uh, for a foreign government that doesn't really wish us well. Somebody said to me the other day that if Clinton gets in, we will not have another clean, we, I mean, not that we have clean elections, but there's no way to stop uh, dirty politicians from winning again. I know you have a book coming out at the end of the month, Clean House, and you take on voter fraud. Do you believe that, that by 2020 we don't have fair elections anymore? Yeah, I, I think the left wants to be able to steal elections. I mean, why else would you be against voter ID or even requiring that someone certify they're a citizen before they register to vote? Uh, it, it's They want it as insurance, and uh, they want the ability to, to sway elections illegally. I have no doubt of that. And uh, it's um, uh, it, even worse, it's going to suppress voter turnout because if they, even if they think the elections are fixed or rigged, yeah. uh, people won't vote. Yeah. Um, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. Thank you so much. Um, God bless. Judicialwatch.org. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.